You're listening to Mapleview Community Church Podcast. Well, the parabolic harmonious oscillator is a fancy physics term for the movement of a swing. We've kind of established that over the last number of weeks. Try to move the swing by only leaning back, and you're not going to go anywhere. Try to move the swing by kicking forward just alone, kicking out, and you're not going to go anywhere. I, I learned how to swing at a very young age uh, with uh, my neighbors. You, it was a great swing over there. Um, it's when two opposing things are happening at the same time, kicking back and leaning, or leaning back and kicking forward. And those two things happen at the same time. And so I'm going to try to do that today. I, 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 I'm a little, I've changed this message about three times or four times this week. But I'm going to try to lean back a little in order to kick forward. I want to lean back over the past 25 years of events. Now, it's hard to believe that we began in the Holiday Inn 25 years ago with a few people. Even earlier with a, in a house with a, even less. To see what's happening today. And, but I want to recognize just how much the Lord has done to get us here. But not just stay there, but kick forward at the same time. Stirring, I, I would love to stir each of your hearts in some capacity to, to present a new season for each and every one of us here towards God's highest and best purposes. If you're still living and breathing, you have a purpose. God has a design, an intention for you. And you may be new to our church family or even new to faith in Jesus. But I trust, and I, I, you know, I'm praying about this. I trust that if you're here, you're here by God's divine design this morning. There are no coincidences with God. For whatever reason, you decide, decided to come today. And I, I have reason to believe. I, 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 have re, I can't go into all the reasons that I believe that God is writing new chapters. Healing old wounds and opening up hearts, mind, soul, the soul, the mind, the will, and the emotions. And wants to pour in a new measure of faith, stirring your life up. You know, from a not by might nor by power, but by my spirit kind of perspective. God, by his Holy Spirit, wants to do some things. So I want to start the message, first kind of two sections here, with a verse of scripture found in 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12. It centers around a powerful image of remembrance summed up in a single but peculiar word. And the word of God is so full. It's, it, let me read it to you. It says this, Then Samuel took a stone and set it up. He named it Ebenezer. Ebenezer, there's a single word. Saying, thus far, the Lord has helped us. The Bible holds many powerful concepts as well as absolute truth. You know, there's once a guy that challenged a professor on absolute truth. He said, there are no absolutes. And the professor said, are you absolutely sure? <laughs> there's absolute truth hidden in everyday written words throughout its pages, the Bible. And if you care, if you have a hunger and a desire to dig deep into the meaning, it can illuminate your pathway and move you forward. Certain words, certain the whole word of God, but there are those moments in time. Ebenezer for me is one of those such words uh, that share a powerful truth regarding leaning back. For Ebenezer is a Hebrew word that means stone of help. So Ebenezer, in its context, stone of help. To deep dive into the stone of help, or Ebenezer stone, reveals how Jesus, how much daily he is with you over the last years. Look, lean back. Think about some of the things that have gone on in your life. Jesus is daily with you. And sometimes we don't always see it. We don't always recognize it. 
And when facing the darkest moments, some of us have gone through some pretty dark moments in the last 25 years. He's there. He's been with us. You're here this morning as a testimony. It wasn't until the Israelites experienced two devastating defeats by the hands of the Philistines that they began to inquire the Lord. You know, sometimes we get to the darkest places. We allow ourselves to get to situations and circumstances that we just can't control anymore, and it seems hard. And, and, and that's when we begin to inquire of the Lord. That's the way it was for the Israelites. You're never too far away to cry out to God for him to hear you. Samuel, their spiritual leader at the time, was the first that began to seek deliverance for the battle-weary, disheartened people of God, the Israelites. I, I can see battle-weary people of God as I go here and there these days. But Sal, Samuel challenged the people to look inward and hear and listen for the voice of God, calling them back to himself with all of their hearts. He was, Samuel was saying, okay, come back to God. Consider those early days. I want you to consider the early moments when you placed faith in Jesus, what, what stirred your heart, what moved you and made you move forward. Not just out of duty or religious responsibility, but a passion, a living relationship. They responded, the people of God responded, gave their hearts back to the Lord. And the, law, and the Lord observed something. He saw his people turn away from the worshiping of idols of the Ashtoreth and the Baal. They had fallen into some things that were very wrong for the people of God to get involved with. Astro is the God of sexual immorality, prostitution, divination, and fortune telling. That's what the, the people of God had fallen away. Baal worship where infants would be burned alive as a sacrificial offering in front of those engaging in, front, in sexual immorality. Some, sometimes people say, you know, why did the Lord deal so harshly with some of those? Because some of the actions and things that they were involved with. He brought deliverance from, the, from their enemy. He, he fought on behalf of Israel. And they won. Listen to the word. The Lord thundered loudly against the Philistines that day and threw them into such confusion that they were defeated by the Israelites. The Philistines practiced those idol worship. And it was after a very improbable victory where the Lord fought for Israel that the prophet Samuel sets up his stone of remembrance, naming it Ebenezer. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. So I begin to lean back, thinking of all these different moments of time over the years, over 25 years, history. The purpose of Mapleview Community Church planting all those years ago, in my heart, was to bring freedom and deliverance to those who had been trapped in worshiping false gods and idols, and maybe they look different today. People are blinded, materialism and selfishness and all these different things. When we came, our vision has always been to turn the hearts of the lost back to God. Still is very much that. I want people to meet Jesus. I want to do whatever it takes. I want to risk. I want, I, I, you know, we've always wanted to do that. And so we've done some of that. None should perish. God's willing that none should perish. And it's, it's not, it's not, what's the word? We can't just do nothing. I'd rather risk something and look foolish than do nothing and look smart. Full disclosure. All the glory for anything good that has occurred over the past 25 years of ministry here must, it must be given to Jesus. It must be. I, I, 
I can genuinely testify that extraordinarily little, and I'm not overstating that, has not been accomplished by intellect or design from a senior pastor or even a board or those around him. Most everything that has occurred over the past 25 years is beyond anyone's ability to orchestrate or strategize in the natural. Now, I, I've said this often over the years. Only Jody and I really know how much this is only God. I, and I'm under no illusion that I don't have a part to play. But if you saw how things have unfolded after 25 years, you would say, well, this is a work of the Lord. 25 years ago, I did not rise to the occasion to plant a church. I did not seek or, to plant or pioneer. It was not even in my heart at the time. I had never, hardly ever been to Barry before 25 years ago. Oh, it was true where I was, my heart was stirring regarding a change, but that was about it. However, when a businessman from Barry approached me and says, suggested the possibility of planting a church, by the way, he had no real authority except that he saw a need, I sincerely, we, Jody and I began to pray. That was in 1996. At that moment, I had no concept of city growth or building congregations or leading churches. But what we did have was a desire to please God and use, God and, and use our lives for God's purposes. A couple weeks ago, the just shall live by faith. That's always been in our heart. We've always... As I lean back, the stone of Ebenezer somewhat explains it all to me. It was the Lord helping Thus far, the Lord has helped us. For really, if you are serious and sincere about your lives right now, who among us believes that you are worthy in yourself and deserving right now of what you've been given? Do you really believe yourself as a self-made man or a self-made woman? Who among us could forgive our sin? Who among us can prepare and give us the courage to move forward in some of the moments that you've been through. As I look back over the years, Jesus really has been the rock of my salvation, our salvation. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. No one could strategize a move of thousands of people moving to Barry. It wasn't our strategy. Oh, look at this. They're just going to come. None of us were capable of understanding at the time when we came that tsunami of people, thousands upon thousands. And most to the south end where two acres had been given to us. How do you give two acres away of land? Except God was on the move. God's moving right now. God's on the move in your life. You can't strategize someone to donate land to a new church. Yes, will you donate the land? You can try. But I'll tell you what, God can strategize. He can put it on people's hearts. Planting a church and coming to Barry was not me being smarter than anyone, but simply Jody and I at the time with our three small children being open. Are you open for God to do something fresh and new in your hearts? You must be open. It's a new day. Have you ever gazed out upon the sea? And did you know you can't make, you yourself can't make a single sea billow roll? Yet God could create waves. He created a wave. No leadership book could create a wave. 
doesn't matter how much you read, how many different great books on leadership and strategy. Only the Lord creates the wave. And what Jody and I tried to do our best over the years, two of us, is simply ride the wave. We each can do that. You each, God can do something, and there's a wave in your life possibly coming even now. Have the courage to do your best to ride the waves that God brings into your path. Leaning back through the years has been a whirlwind. In fact, it feels like almost, it's strange. It does feel like yesterday. God brought people in those early days that he handpicked to be here. People would come and participate in the church. And I, I didn't build a leadership team prior to coming here. It wasn't through mentoring or coaching or, or any of those things that people just began to show up. Brilliant young men and women who gave energy and time and money to make the vision come to pass. Older, established people also came. And they gave. They gave lots. They gave lots and lots. I can't even tell. Looking back, I can't even believe it now. It's like it was, God was building a Swiss watch with all its components, putting it together and just synchronizing it perfectly, connecting it, running. In the early days, everyone simply wanted to be part of the vision. Property was donated to build on, people pledging thousands upon thousands of dollars. Fundraising was fun. No sad or upset faces. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. It's amazing. In August of 1998, we built the first little church down the way. It still exists. I shoveled gravel, slugged gravel around and wheelbarrowed stuff. January of 1999, we opened in a blizzard. By November of that same year, we had so many people coming that we had to in, uh, build a sprung structure, that little tent down the way. It's you know, been called a lot, the bubble, the doghouse, all, all kinds of stuff. By November, the building was started, and by early 2000, we were doing four services in this sprung structure. And by February, we were on the front page of the Toronto Star for making too much noise. <laughs> I don't know, some of you might have remembered that. That was over 20 years ago. Still people remember. Sound issues, court cases. <laughs> we were sued by the city. Jody had a relationship with all the police officers coming to give the citation that they brought her coffee Sunday morning. <laughs> it's true, it's not even making that up. Noisy church, papers, TV, news, media controversy. <laughs> Honestly, I did nothing of that on purpose. It was not a plan. It's not my strategy, but God used it to bring all kinds of people coming into Barry for the first time. Who is that rock and roll church? I got to go check that place out. And then 9-11, citations stopped when 9-11 happened. When everybody was praying on the front pages of newspapers around the globe, citations stopped. Late 2002, after $60,000 of defending ourselves, they brought it back, and uh, the court case was thrown out. I won't even tell you the reasons why it was thrown out. It, they just, it was. They spent a lot of money, but you couldn't have paid for that kind of advertising. We had opportunity to touch people. Partners in the gospel, people of unusual abilities, both staff and new family, continued to show up over the years. You can't strategize those things. Can't strategize a young children's minister and her pastor husband beginning to attend out of the blue. And we have a children's pastor that resigned. And here she was. 
I didn't know her very well at the time and said, okay, you can do it on an interim basis for a while till we find somebody really good. She continued to serve until it dawned on me that she was great. <laughs> Lori Lynn's been with us 20 years and her husband 10 years. That's pretty exciting. You, you can't strategize that. You can't plan for that. You can only ride the wave. Children's ministry was growing leaps and bounds and, and she's done such a great job that we just keep on putting her in more in charge of more and more and more. Pastor Craig and Dorothy Pitts, the old seasoned veteran coming from Poland, great Bible study leader, comes and participates. Over the years, can't make this stuff up. God's been here. Our church board began in searching for a larger piece of land. It had been about two years since we built, but four services, we began searching all over the city for a new property at that time. Jody and I, this is not even, you know, so much goes on behind the scenes. You think Jody and I approached a farmer down the street and asked them to give us 18 acres. <laughs> How silly is that? But those were the days of enlarging your territory. Bruce Wilkinson. We believed in faith that God could do anything. We approached the farmer and he said, no, we're going to use it for a giant mall. Still sitting empty at the end of Maple View there. But over time, we trampled on all kinds of property, all kinds of places. We walked by and drove by this, this farm field for a, a year until one day we stopped and had somebody inquire the farmer here and making a long story short, 2003, we purchased 18 acres here for $1.5 million. <laughs> that was way above what we thought we could do. But we wanted to secure our future. Now the property next to us, I think it's 25 acres, sold for something like $17 million. <laughs> you can't think these things up. God had a plan. Couldn't do that today. We had a fundraising campaign called Securing Our Future. And that's what we did. In 2008, in the midst of our housing crisis and recession, we began building, and you are now sitting on it. There was a time when we were $300,000 overrun in costs. 300000 as we were getting ready. Well, the Lord laid on our heart, my heart, to ask the congregation at that time to give $300,000 in cash. And it was the days of Elijah. I wanted 30 people to give $10,000 each over a month. And over that next month, I would get calls from all over people that you'd never get. I got, people were bringing me $10,000 in cash. Who has $10,000 in cash? In their, you know, well, some do. Some of you might. <laughs> I don't know. But after the 30 days, we had $290,000 in cash raised. Somebody missed out on a blessing. <laughs> we had ministry trucks. Tara Thompson began attending with her small son. Not only did she begin to move people and use the truck for touching single moms and single dads and doing all kinds of stuff, we just sent her small boy off to Bible college last week. I remember David when he first came. Compassion banquets, we had banquets, thousands upon thousands of dollars to help those in need in our community with the ideas of you can't outgive God, love, acceptance, and forgiveness. When you enact, God will enable. One of my favorite, I will be the anvil that wears out the hammer. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I, you keep beating on me all you want. I'm going to be the anvil. You're the hammer. You're going to get tired before I am because God's called us. Soft answer turns away wrath. Comes back to the, the story, the Ebenezer stone. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. 
There are so many unsung heroes that have been part of this place over the years. And seldom do people realize how valuable each and every single one of you can be for the kingdom of God just by showing up, just by being part of something, just by risking something. My children and my wife over the years are some of the most unsung heroes of this place. They have been through more than most would know over the years. Hardly anybody can even begin to understand living in a glass house until you have hundreds of eyes looking at every move that you make all the time and telling us when they are out of sync with what they believe the Lord is doing. There's so many unsung heroes, so many of you, so many have made this stuff happen. But for a quick moment, just for a quick brief moment, let's get back on the swing, the parabolic harmonious oscillator to kick forward just briefly. The scripture that framed the last 25, the 25th anniversary celebration began with Paul's writing. I used it a number of weeks ago when he was writing from a cell, a prison cell in Rome to the Philippian church. Sensing his earthly departure was close at hand, he writes these words, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the high calling of Christ Jesus. So in this challenging situation in his imprisonment and his impending death and execution, he didn't use it as an excuse to bask in former glory. And he'd done a lot up until then. He'd planned churches and done so many different things. But he always continued to look forward to the, to the prize. He chose to press toward the goal. Are you choosing to press toward the goal? Not just looking back at all that God's done in your life, but pressing forward. He chose to use even his undesirable circumstances of being in prison to light up the days ahead for himself. The beacon of light. Lighting the way toward a new day, a day that the Lord has made. God has made new days and forth. We've come through so much in the last couple years. Today, Paul's scriptural admonishment points you and I not only toward seeking safe harbor one day and coming into his very presence in the city of the great king as a child of the living God, but he wants you to once again step out of the boat, get out of the boat in faith walk on water in the raging storms, to be able to speak peace to other people's lives that are raging around them, souls that are hopeless and helpless and still need our ministry and our testimony of this assembly. Paul's passionate words to the church he planted in Philippi may in some prophetic, have some prophetic anointing give us the same strength and joy today. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, do not consider, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, may this be all of our hearts, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. But it's what we do in the future that's really going to count. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. It's a day that the Lord need to, needs to thunder loudly once again, just like in the day of the Philistines. It's a day when the church body needs to turn from idol worship and all of its self-indulgences. It's a time that we together somehow find in our hearts to rise up. That's our, been our theme this year. And church, 
people need to once again begin to find their place and remind ourselves of the Ebenezer stone. Maybe, it's, maybe, maybe we need an Ebenezer stone outside somewhere with a verse of scripture on it so we can remember it every time we come through the doors. You see, together, it's going to take all of us together working in the days ahead to declare in another 25 years, thus far the Lord has helped us. As we press forward toward the goal to win the prize of which God has called us heavenward in Christ Jesus, I pray that all of you will consider entering into this new season that, and vision that God is giving us here. Don't just simply lean back always. That's not going to get you there. You need to lean back and kick forward. A parabolic harmonization oscillator machine, the swing, is a good picture to remember. Let's do what we can to move forward in power and authority. God's giving new vision, new excitement. Oh, so much I want to tell you. Oh, well, in time, it's God is on the move. You're listening to Maple View Community Church Podcast. Mm-hmm.